The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Madam Adam, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. It is the season two finale, motherfuckers. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you for sticking with me. This is the 20th episode of this season, and I I am, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I am moved. I am sad that this is kind of coming to a close this season. Um, but I'm also very fucking ready. I'm very ready. I've been talking about the need for like an edit down and um, to embrace new things to my clients, to people at Spooky Empire, to there's just this collective energy. So I don't know if anyone is resonates with that that's listening to this. On, uh, live here on YouTube or um, if you're listening on Spotify, um, there is this just cosmic need to like edit down the season of fall, Scorpio season, the autumn. It's all very much like, um, you know, a, a, a need to edit down and to embrace some new stuff. So I feel very much that me uh, closing out this season of the podcast is very, very uh, necessary. And, um, and a great reflection of the need to edit down, you know? So, uh, <laughs> Bree says, do 22 episodes for the major arcana, LOL. Yeah, no, I, I thought about it. I told my husband yesterday, I said that I've been having, uh, taking this time off, I've been really having an itch to go live and an itch to, to be social on the internet, an itch to, like, do readings and make money and and do the podcast and and do all the social media stuff that I that I do and the time off has really made me uh miss it and yearn for it um so I told him yesterday I was like I I know for a fact that like after doing this I know that this episode is probably going to go really well I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it so I'm going to be like you know what maybe I should do a couple more episodes but no uh season 1 last year was 10 episodes 10 weeks so this season it's been 20 weeks off and on so probably more than 20 probably like 22 to 25 uh depending on the gaps between episodes that I might have taken but Season three will be commencing sometime in 2023, so stay tuned for that in the new year. That's going to be very exciting. Um, let's catch up, though. Let's see. What have I been doing this since... Uh, since I've, it's been a couple weeks since we did the pod. Last week, we did Spooky Empire, which is why we didn't record an episode. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, I guess. Before that, um, we... Uh, we had some friends in town, did a lot of Horror Nights, did a lot of Disney stuff. I think I told you guys about all of that. But yeah, last week was mostly just um, prepping for Spooky Empire, which is one of my favorite cons that we do every year. It was their 20th anniversary of Spooky Empire. It was a big, big, big uh, celebrity event. Uh, and we had a lot of fun. Our friend Taryn was with us. Um helping with the booth and everything. I was just really busy. It was just a really, really busy con. It was a great one, but it was really busy. We had a good corner spot. Uh, we were in the direct walking path to the autograph room. Um, so we did get a lot of traffic. I met some cool people. Nothing really 
it was a typical con, I guess. Nothing really stands out that made it hella memorable, I guess. Um, great clients, great reads, great fans. Scout Taylor Compton came by the booth and bought some crystals, and I was, like, fangirling a little bit because I listened to Scout and Danielle's podcast, and I met Danielle last year, um at a pop-up of Spooky Empire, and she was just at her table, and I wanted her to sign an autograph and was just chit-chatting with her. Um, Danielle's actually been on my live once on Instagram and got a free read from me during a live once. Um, but yeah, Scout Taylor Compton came by the, t- the table and bought some crystals, which was really cool. But other than that, it was just a really solid, good con. It's a horror convention, which is always fun. The next one that I'm going to be at in the area in Orlando out here is going to be Holiday Matsuri, which is a Christmas anime convention. People just take their fandoms. It's not specifically anime, but they take their fandoms, their Marvel, their Star Wars, their DC, their anime, their horror, and they just make it Christmas themed. So it's really, really fun. Um, uh, what else? Um, yeah, Halloween happened, y'all. Came and went, gone, done, sad, you know, a little sad, but I'm ready. I was ready. It's especially like, it's just such a different fucking beast out here in Orlando. I talk about this all the time, but it is such a different beast out here because it has been the spooky season for three months. It's since August, since August, Halloween Horror Nights started in September. So since August, it's been decor and, uh, you know, setting up for it. And I believe Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party started before Halloween Horror. I think late August it started. So it's been like three months of, of horror and spooky and scary, which I love. But um, and now it's it's Christmas. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see in my office is already my tree is up and everything in here because that's just how we do shit in Orlando. It's you're always um, a little far ahead, you know, the linger of the season. So right now we skip Thanksgiving because like and also like no, no, like no tea, no shade. I, I If you enjoy Thanksgiving as like a food holiday to be with family or something good for you. But like fuck Thanksgiving. Why are we still pretending? Like, why are we still pretending that we had good relations with the indigenous? Like, Thanksgiving is a food holiday. I love a parade. Don't get me wrong. But Thanksgiving's fucking dumb. I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. Like, why are we pretending that we had this great relationship with the indigenous? Give thanks. Like, yeah, for what though? You know? So, I'm all about the giving season and all of that, but we skip right the fuck over uh, Thanksgiving over here. So, uh, and especially because it's just a capitalist holiday. It's just a, it's a, you know, it's a make money kind of thing. And Dustin and I have always had jobs where, um, uh, uh, We've always had jobs where we worked holidays and nights and weekends. So whenever it was Thanksgiving, it was like, oh, uh, how, what time are we having dinner? I have to be at work at six. You know, I worked at Toys R Us on Black Friday. So like, good luck having me around for the holidays. Um, So yeah, but we skip right over Thanksgiving over here in Orlando and it goes straight from Halloween to Christmas. And so, you know, as you can see, my tree is up and Disney is already decorated for Christmas. Dustin has had his overnights for the holiday parade at Disney already. So he's been working late. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's a weird holiday Thanksgiving and we kind of just skip over it. But for Halloween, we went to horror nights, of course. Um, 
Halloween night, uh, or Halloween day, I think Dustin had to work during the day, so he went to the dance studio, and then at night, I just put out a bowl of candy with a sign that just said, hey, leave some for other people, but take what you want, and, um, there's not a whole lot of kids that come by, there was a few groups and things, but, um, but yeah, we went to Halloween Horror Nights, and had fun, and, uh, did all that, and then, um, it's been the last night of Horror Nights was officially last night, November 4th. So we spent the rest of the week that we could go going to Horror Nights and just soaking in the last of it that we could. But while Dustin and I were walking to the car last night, we were like, so Horror Nights is done. Halloween is done this year. You know, like, what do you what do you think? And I was like, I'm good. I think I'm done. I think I'm full. You know, I think I'm full. I don't think I could eat another bite, so to speak. Um, I love horror year round. And that is what I put in my in my Instagram post about it is that I uh, a, a spooky season is spooky is not a season. It's a lifestyle. And just remember to keep the horror in your heart, you know, so um I've literally been watching horror movies this morning, like as background noise and stuff like that. Dustin just told me that he's never seen Cabin in the Woods, which is a fucking sin. So we're probably going to watch that later this evening. But yeah, no, I think I'm just full, a little burnt. I'm a little cooked on um, on the social hullabaloo of the spooky season. Does that make sense? Like just the, just the, just the... Uh, the consistent horror nights, the consistent crowd interaction, the parties, the dressing up, that everywhere you go, it's everything. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the energy that it gives me is I'm like, okay, I'm a spooky bitch. I feel like uh, energetically, I feel like I decorated a haunted mansion and invited everyone in it. And now that it's November 5th, I'm like, okay, get out of my fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love it. I'm all about it. I love spooky season. I'm ready to get into the Krampus. I'm ready to get into uh, Gremlins. I'm ready to get into Black Christmas. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to get into the spooky Christmas carnage, as I call it. Yes, I'm ready to get into that. The only thing I'm looking forward to about Thanksgiving this year is um, is Thanksgiving horror. Thanksgiving or whatever it's called. Thanks- Thanksgiving horror movie that's coming out. I'm looking forward to that. But that's about it. But yeah, I'm over the, the social-ism of Halloween. My favorite thing online, though, was I loved... I really, really loved Halloween costume TikTok. I loved that. Oh my God. It was so fun scrolling through people's costumes because they used voiceovers or sounds that were from the movie that they were having a costume. So I saw one on TikTok, one of my favorites. I sent it to Dustin. He was dying laughing. We were both like, yes, this bitch wins. Um, I saw a TikTok of a, of a lady that was dressed up as Gracie Lou Freebush from Miss Congeniality when she was doing her talent where she beat the shit out of the detective, you know, where she did sing, right? Shoulder, 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 um, instep, nose, groin, whatever, you know, like she did that whole her talent bit and she had her pigtails and the, the dress on and everything. And she did the audio from the scene she lip synced it to like, this is my cot. It was so cool, right? So I, I loved Halloween costume. Uh, TikTok this year. It was really, really fun. But yeah, Spookmas, right? Like, I'm ready for it. I'm so excited for it. Um, and uh, 
yeah, I think I'm just burnt out. I'm full, you know, I'm full at the buffet. I'm, I'm good. I'm solid. Um, I've got horror tattoos. Um, I was fucking around with Dustin and I was like, all right, well, now that the spooky season's over and I over, I can get my horror tattoo covered up with something Christmas now. And he was like, that's a joke. And I was like, hell yeah, that's a joke. I'm not fucking covering that up. That took way too much time, pain and money. So no, but, um, but no, I'm, I'm just very, I'm, I'm full. I'm good. You know, horror nights, ultimate frequent fear, meaning that we had passes for the entire season. Um, looking back on it, great idea. I'm glad we did it. Um, but next year, I think we're just going to do like a, a, a VIP tour and maybe go a couple times. I wish that I would have waited until I knew what the houses were going to be because I bought tickets. I bought our free, I bought ultimate frequent fear with express before they announced anything. The only thing that had been announced was Chucky. And that was from last year that they announced that they announced Chucky the day after horror nights, I think last year. So we knew it was coming and I was like, fuck yes. But like I bought ultimate frequent fear well before they announced anything. So I wish that I would have like, um, I wish I would have waited a little bit, but we had a great fucking time. It was a great year. Overall, we think last year was better. Certain themes and houses and that weekend house. The weekend had his own house. Um, last year, you were walking through some of his music videos and shit, and it was just really fucking cool. And I just can't get over how great that was. But um, but no, yeah, we're just Horror Nights is over and and I'm ready for some 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 spooky christmas things you know um speaking of spooky shit the face of horror contest ended right and uh, well it ended for me in the semi-finalist category i came in third so i just want to take a moment and just thank everybody that voted for me and if you spent money on votes thank you for raising money for charity really kind of you um I think it's funny that some people on Facebook, I'm like, I came in third. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Kind of like, you know, sorry I didn't win, but I appreciate you guys. And there were like so many people in the comments that were going, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. And I'm like, for what? Like, I didn't fucking win anything. And they're like, oh, well, you know, third. And I'm like, there's no third place. It's winning or no winning, you know? But I just think it's funny that they were like, well top three that's still great and I was like yeah top three in my category or in my in my group you know so but thank you guys so much for uh for voting for me daily for the face of horror I really appreciate the mavens coming through and, and helping me with that that means a lot to me it felt really weird not gonna lie the whole experience felt really weird to me ha kind of mining for votes and I just I'm glad that I didn't resort to any tactics to getting votes like I've seen some other people were were doing there um some other people were like uh offering only fan subscriptions for um for votes and I just I wasn't doing any of that so but thank you guys for entering face or helping me with the face of horror thing I appreciate you spooky empire happened HHN is over come on Christmas um horror nights is done yeah, I think I'll do it again next year. I don't know. Honestly, I've received some inside information about the contest and the company that runs it. Nothing bad, nothing negative. It's just things that make me go, huh, like maybe that's not for me, you know? Um, so we'll see. You never know. Maybe next year. I might try again. It was funny, though, too, because um, I found out that I, I got eliminated from the contest 
the day that we were setting up for Spooky Empire. So the day that Spooky Empire opened, one of my clients came up to me that got a reading that day and they were like, oh yeah, I just met this person and this person. V. Neal is here. I'm going to get an autograph from Robert England later. Oh, and I just met Kane Hoder. And I was like, Kane's here? And they were like, yeah, Kane Hoder is here. And I'm like, bitch, why don't I just flex a little, hey, I'm Madam Adam shit and like, finagle my way into saying hi to Kane and like going, Hey, I didn't win the contest, but like, what's like, I don't need a contest. You know, I, I happened to, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't go meet him. I was way too busy, but the thought occurred to me that like, like not to sound pompous, not to sound egotistical or like whatever, but I happened to find myself with my following with the Madam Adam of it all. I find myself in a lot of circles with, with, Famous people, you know what I'm saying? I find myself in areas where there are people that are famous. So, like, I don't need a contest to meet Kane Hoder. I also know people that know him. So, I don't need that. But it was just, like, something that I was trying to do to... um, I was just trying to, you know... I was just trying to get verified again. <laughs> so that's really all that was. But but thank you guys again for, for helping me with it. I really appreciate you guys. Um, it was just a fun thing I wanted to try to do. Uh, right. Instead of seeking a connection, go and make it yourself. Exactly. I, I like that, Sarah. Very well put. Um, in the chat there. So yeah, looking and going, coming, going forward, words are hard, going forward. Um, obviously, this is the last episode of this season. But like I said, that doesn't mean I'm leaving you guys high and dry. I'm not leaving you high and dry. I'm looking forward to doing more lives that are more fun. I'm try. I'm going to be because you got to understand, right? Since Horror Nights was such a big thing that I was looking forward to. It wasn't just a fun thing. I was also kind of, yeah, I was, I was marketing in a lot of ways. I was marketing. I was meeting people and people would recognize me. And if they were in a group of friends, I would give that person and all of their friends a reading that had my business card with it as well. So like, I was also marketing. I was also getting myself out there. I was also trying to be seen. I was also, you know, just soaking up as much spooky as I possibly could. Um, And... So, you know, (laughs) Uh, business write-off. Yeah, there you go. I like the way you think, a business write-off. But with Horror Nights being as busy as it was and and as much as I wanted to do it, I edited down my quote-unquote work or business schedule to accommodate for that. So I narrowed down my private reading schedule a lot to be able to go there. I changed my live schedule to match my horror night schedule. So now that that's over, I've been spending the week trying to figure out when I want to go live, what I want to do now. Um, So just to share with you guys some of the ideas I have and just some things that you can look forward to before we get to some emails. Um, And then I have a grievance uh, (laughs) that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, so the live schedule is going to be, you know, the 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 lives where I am doing tarot readings for money, the lives where I'm doing paid personal readings during a live, those are going to be on the website. Those are going to be planned. Mondays are always going to be a night for charity, as always. Um, 
And uh, so, but beyond that, they'll be on the website the days that that I go live to do paid personal readings. Other than that, I plan to go live a lot more often. I plan to go live and just kind of watch movies with you guys, hang out, chit chat, and let you get to know me more. I want to have more fun. I'm also, to supplement this kind of agony on to ask me a question kind of thing that we do here on the podcast. Um, I've developed something called the Cauldron of Curie of the Cauldron of Queries. So basically what it is, is um, during any it's going to be available at all times. So at any live I do, I might decide to take a few questions from the Cauldron of Queries. And what that's going to be is basically you go to you would go to my when it's active on the website, you'll see it. But basically, you're going to be able to go to my website pay $5 to ask me one question that will go into the cauldron and they get answered at random. It might not get answered at all. I might pull cards. I might not pull cards. I might just give you advice. I might pull Lennerman cards, Oracle cards, tarot cards. I might just pull it out of the ether. I don't know. So it's going to be $5 for the cauldron of queries. And this is so that we can get rid. There's a price tag on it so that I can get rid of stupid questions and people that like don't really give a fuck and think that this is just something fun, you know? So you guys know I take my shit very seriously. But I do want to lighten up about it a little bit. So Cauldron of Queries, five bucks, one question, one answer. It can be anything. I don't care what it is. If you don't like the answer, I just said I would answer it. I didn't say how I would answer it. So it's going to be fun, something that we're going to be doing during lives going forward. It's going to be a purchasable thing as soon as it's active tomorrow on Monday on the website. Um and I'm also going to be opening up my private my private schedule again for sessions so that I can go later to be more international and nights and weekend friendly for you guys. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, coming up lives, like when me and Dustin watch Cabin in the Woods later, maybe we'll go live. He's never seen it. I'd love to hear his reactions as we go through it with other people. Um, so yeah, I plan on just kind of making this a bit more loose. I've been very specific. I've been very structured and concerned about what I put out all this time. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm not having fun anymore. And that's what all of this edit down and embrace new shit is, is me trying to have more fun while I still, you know, make money, honor my business and my brand. So anyway, so that's what you guys can look forward to. Some unique lives, some more fun lives. Also, um, also subscriber salons. I am currently working on a couple of dates for some subscriber salons, which is basically going to be subscriber exclusive lives where you guys get you get you can get readings. You only subscribers can get readings and we can talk and do the cauldron of queries and, and all of that. So it's basically just a, a subscriber exclusive live designed for tarot book club is still going to be a thing. Um, so, yeah. Stay tuned, friends. All this stuff is going to be, all this info is going to be ha- coming at you during lives. It's going to be coming on the website as well. So stay tuned. So like I said, I'm not leaving you high and dry. Also, here on YouTube, we're going to be doing more tarot deck reviews. So like I said, I'm editing down so that I can make room for more shit that I really want to do um, to have more fun. So yeah. Um, before we get to some emails, I have a grievance. Something I would, something that. I want to talk about really quickly. This is a serious subject. I don't take it lightly. And um, I think it needs to be brought up. And I think it needs to be said. And I just, you know, I don't care if I hurt feelings. I don't care if people are bothered. I don't care if this rubs you the wrong way. I don't care if you're no longer a fan anymore after this. Honestly, this is probably going to be one of the most controversial things that I've ever said in my online career. So hear me well, my friends, when I say what I'm about to say to you. Okay? Okay. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a fucking Christmas movie. 
I said what I said. It is a Christmas movie. It is not a Halloween movie. It works for both. No, it is a Christmas fucking movie. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. It's the Nightmare Before who? We're counting down to what? Christmas. Fuck you. It is no. Both. No. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it works for both. Sure, but let's stop calling it a Halloween movie. It is not. It is Halloween for the first 60 seconds of that movie. I'm about to fucking watch it and time it. It is Halloween for the first 90 seconds, a minute, two minutes, and then they're like, oh my God, next Halloween, right? It is a Christmas movie. Another one, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Gizmo is literally a Christmas present for Billy. Literally. Come on now. This is my, her sister was a witch, bro. This is my that. I hate that video, by the way. That's giving gaslighting toxic masculinity. It pisses me off. But this is my, her sister was a witch. That's, this is my, yeah. (laughs) I take movie debates, yes. I take movie debates very fucking seriously. Yeah, I, yes, agree. I use this is Halloween, this is Halloween on my spooky playlist, but the movie is a Christmas movie. Yes, Trey, Batman Returns, also a stellar Christmas movie. Batman and Robin, or Bat, I'm sorry, Batman Forever with the Riddler and Two-Face is a Halloween movie. They literally go trick-or-treating. So, love you, mean it. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. It's a parody of The Night Before Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. Die Hard? Sure. You can have that. That's a little heterosexual for me. But you can have that. That's a Christmas movie. Any movie, in my opinion, that takes place during the season of a certain time is a movie for that season. Do you know what I'm saying? Tim Burton said it himself. Suck dicks. Kick rocks. I don't care. It's literally in the title. I get it that we decorate the Haunted Mansion to look like the Nightmare Before Christmas in Disneyland and Christmas. I get it. I'm very black and white about movies. About certain movies and certain opinions. Very black and white about it. But other things, I'm like, yeah, fuck with it. But you bet your ass, we didn't watch The Nightmare Before Christmas once during the spooky season. Since August, that movie better not be on my goddamn TV. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, no, no. People that are like, oh, one of my favorite Halloween movies, one of my favorite spooky season movies is Gremlins. And I'm like, grow up. And also, Christmas. Just saying. So, if you hate me now, I don't care. (laughs) If you hate me now, then I am the thing crawling under your bed. (laughs) Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. 
I know some people find that annoying that like, um, I, and but that's how I like to like, that's how I like to view my media. I believe that there are, I like to experience media so fully that I like to, I like to consume media in the season at which uh, the media takes place. So as an example, I like to read The Shining during the winter. Makes sense, right? There's no snow in Florida, but like, I like to read The Shining during the winter because that's when it takes place. You know? November is for Harry Potter marathons. It's in the middle between Christmas and Halloween. They go through the whole year, right? But it's a very kind of, there's a lot of browns in Harry Potter. There's a lot of browns and wood and, and owls and statuary architecture and shit like that. So to me and Dustin, November is for the Harry Potter marathon. Do you know what I'm saying? Christmas, since, and there's no other reason or rhyme for this other than this is when it came out, right? December is for Star Wars marathons. Hear me out. Also, the summer. The summer is for Star Wars marathons, and um, December is for Star Wars marathons because December is when all of the sequel trilogy movies came out. All the 789 movies came out in December. So me and Dustin would go dressed up during the holidays to go and see Star Wars. So for us personally, um, December is a Star Wars marathon kind of month. Harry Potter does feel weird during the summer because they're all wearing long sleeves. They're all fully clothed. It feels like a warm, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. Um, yeah, cozy web weather movie thons. Yes, I like, I am so extreme to a point where I'm such a cinephile that I, um, I, I also... I have movies I watch when it rains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jurassic Park, I watch when it rains. Uh, Blade Runner, I watch when it rains. There's an anime called uh, Weathering With You. I like to watch that when it rains. Um, yeah. Makes sense, right? Lord of the Rings during the spring and summer. Yeah, I feel that. Also, Harry Potter is a really good, like, school year. Good beginning of school year, September kind of movie, you know? So, but yeah, I like to consume my media in the season that it's set in, you know? To me, it immerses you in it better or more. You can kind of put yourself in that situation. They describe flickering lights and Christmas trees and street lights and shit like that. And it's the, you're on a beach and you're like, what the fuck? But like, if you were in it, it would, you know, so that's my little obsessive thing <laughs> with that. So yes, the nightmare before Christmas is a Christmas movie. Period. Point blank. Judge Judy. Case closed. Um, all right. Let's talk about some emails here. Um, oh, hang on. Love it. I agree with you, but don't forget about Thanksgiving movies like planes, trains, and automobiles, son-in-law. Sure. But we don't, we don't acknowledge Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a bullshit holiday about food. But if you would like to commemorate that holiday with media that goes with it, sure. You know? Yeah. Love that. Love that. 
Um, which Jurassic Park or World movie do you like the wor- do you like the most? My favorite Jurassic franchise movie is The Lost World. It's also my favorite book. Um, Michael Crichton only wrote two. I think just the lost world in Jurassic park, but the lost world is my favorite because it is the other Island and there's no fences. And also because Jeff Goldblum is the main character in that one. So gotta love Jeff. Um, but yeah, yeah, but I like to watch movies with lots of rain in them when it's raining. I know. So weird. Right. Anyway. Um, emails, dear madam, madam, congratulations on another successful season of modern magical meddling. Thank you. Um, the evolution of the podcast has been a treat to experience. Thank you for all your hard work and wisdom. I appreciate that because as we say at the very beginning of this, this is all unedited and unscripted and I just show the fuck up. Um, I thought it might be fun instead of a reading to have you select a card at random and talk about what the card represents, what it means to you, an example or a story of how it came up in a reading or what it relates to other cards in the deck. That is fascinating, period. Thank you for all that you do for the tarot community. I've learned so much from you and always look forward to your readings and creative content. Never stop being you because I think you are exactly what this world needs more of. Lots of love and respect, Allie. Thank you, Allie. Let's fucking do it. Let's pull a card at random. I'm going to pull from the Luna Somnia tarot deck here. Let's see. Yeah. Page of Swords is what we have here for us. So Page of Swords energy, as you can see here on on YouTube, we are using, this is Luna Somnia Tarot. So it is an inverted color palette from the classic Rider-Waite-Smith. It is in a black and white-ish cream kind of color palette, but a lot of the images are the same. So uh, the Page of Swords is about cutting off Old words, thoughts, vernacular, action. Sword energy is about air sign energy, right? Swords in the minor arcana come from the element of air, right? So we're talking about words, thoughts, actions, using your brain. Pages are the messengers in the major, in the minor arcana. Pages are the messengers. They are the recipients of information. They are also new to court. They represent a lot of youthful energy, a lot of um, excited, young apprentice kind of energy. Um, Page of Swords energy... If you notice, he's one of the he's the only page in the in the deck that is swinging back like he's ready to swing on something. So we're ready to cut off some things. We're maybe needing to protect ourselves, to defend ourselves. Um, What it means to me is is to make sure that we are not carrying um, words, thoughts and actions, air sign energy that doesn't aid the journey with us. It's just making sure that we are not carrying old shit with you moving forward, you know? old words, the old story, quit telling it like that, you know, um, a story of how it came up in a reading. It comes up a lot, honestly. And, and I often find that it comes up when the client is being very self victimizing, when they are giving a lot of excuses, when they are being very redundant in the whys and how that they can't do something or the limit to something or, you know, whatever. I had a client yesterday I made cry and she was very grateful that I made her cry. I got kind of stern with her and was a little fucking frustrated and I had to be a little mean, not mean, stern. I get forward. I had to be very blunt with her and very forward. And basically we did the whole reading, went through it. I, my version of healing is, uh, providing firm. Thank you. Uh, galaxy gal was very firm with this person and they ended up crying, but I, um, I, uh, we went through the whole reading and my, my particular brand of healing is to give you the tools and inspiration that you need to help yourself. 
I'm not here to help you. My helping you is showing you what I know to help yourself, you know? So it's all about empowerment. And this card was in the middle of her spread. So it's, it's, she, so we went through the whole reading and I was like, so do you have your tools? You know what you're going to do now? And she said, yeah, I think I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to take it as I go and, and see what the universe wants me to do. And I was like, I just stopped and I stared at her and I put my head down. And I was like, you are so fucking frustrating. And she was like, why? I was like, did you hear anything I said? I really feel like this was a waste of time. And she was like, no, no, I needed to hear everything. You It meant so much to me. It resonated. And I was like, so why aren't you making your own choices? You know, why are you waiting for someone to show you what you want? You know, so kind of long story, not so long. Um, the page of swords in that circumstance was me telling this person, like, you need to like, quit waiting. You're repeating the cycle. You came to me. I pulled your head above water, started to pull you out of the pool. You're drip drying. You're not as wet as you used to be. You're not as in your feelings, but your foot's still in the water and you're cold because you're uncomfortable with the truth outside the pool. So now that I'm done with you, I've left you on the side of the pool and you are sliding back into the water. I want to drown you. I want to shove your head on the water and be like, fuck you, man. Like you don't listen. You know, you're not listening and you're not willing to command your own shit. You're not, you're repeating yourself. You're being redundant. You're playing victim. You're making excuses. Do something or don't. You need to cut off these old habits, right? So basically it was very hard truth for her and me having to tell her that she was playing victim. She was basically being a fucking baby, you know? Divorce is hard. Separation is difficult. Relationships are hard. Work is is not easy. That's why they call it work, right? So, but this person was just unwilling. You know? So, yeah. Um, how it relates to other cards in the deck, in my opinion, is that it is an apprentice kind of mode. It's a very verbal thing it's the need to kind of trim the fat so that now because now you're at court you know you've gone through the ace to the 10 you've gone on the journey you've done some work and now you're at court and it's like hey welcome to the the kingdom the court of the kingdom welcome to it there's knights and queens and kings everywhere and you're just a measly little page so pay attention but make sure that you don't do that old shit you were doing in here let's do some different shit now you know so i hope that helps and makes sense um thank you for asking and ali from me pulling this card for you, any kind of read I would give you about it would be that maybe we need to quit being redundant of a story that you tell or a way that you view a certain situation. Maybe we need to come about it a little differently. Okay? I like it. Great question, babe. Thank you so much. Um, just some people sending some lovely words here. Thank you so much. Okay. Hi, Madam Adam. I'm sure you can catch my vibes. Batter, batty behavior over here with consenting adults. Any warnings you might have or encouragement would be appreciated. I'm 42, married for 13 years. Hubs recently came out as bi, and we're now starting our search for a boyfriend. Thank you, darling. That's fabulous. Good for you. Oh, my God. That, that is a strong-ass relationship, my friend. That is a strong-ass relationship. If you are able, first of all, to accept that person's truth 
and not take it as a deficit on you that they have a craving or an attraction to something that you are incapable of providing. That's big on you, babe. Good for you. That's a healthy ass relationship. I love that. Um, not to be, you know, I'd like to keep some of my personal life private, but not to be too, uh, you know, exposing with you guys. But Dustin and I are, are have been in similar uh, circumstances where he and I are very happy, super fucking happily married. And we're just like, you know, hey, sexually, we're kind of bored. You know, do you want to see what's out there? And it's just as long as you can communicate and have these conversations and be very honest about it, um, you should be fine. You know, and to me, like when it comes to these kind of circumstances, searching for a boyfriend, right? Like that's going to be interesting because are they bi? Are they gay? Like what is the dynamic there? There is always, you know, maybe a lean of one way versus the other. Who do they like more? Do they like you better than me? And this kind of weird dynamic. So the, the first thing I will say to you is a similar conversation that Dustin and I have had is that like, you know, when you're cheating. You know when it's dishonest. You know when it's off because you're having to lie. So if I have to do something sneaky to fulfill a need, that's cheating. You know what I mean? We don't have this like, oh, anything but kissing, you know? Or, oh, if penetration is cheating. Like, no, no, no. We don't have it like that. It's like if I have to lie, if I have to be sneaky and do something dishonest or keep something from you, if I have to keep something from you, um, then then that's then to me that's what cheating is. Um, so as long as we're all above board and we're being honest, that's great, you know. So let's see, four of Pentacles energy, yeah. Yeah, there is stress that is gonna come from this, that's for sure. There is definitely stress that comes from this nine of swords energy. Um, stress, this can bring up some hidden emotional things. So again, as long as we are communicating, who else can you talk to? You've been together for 13 years. Who else can you talk to, right? Um, four of pentacles energy. Be frugal about the way you give out energy, money, and time just because you're starting to kind of open yourself up and be open to be open to a boyfriend or a third party or whatever. That doesn't mean that you need to be, come one, come all, step right up. You know what I mean? Like the moment that we started having this conversation about stuff, um, I was very timid to like get on dating apps or anything because they're all very now. I want it right now. And I'm like, oh, we're just seeing what's out there. We're just having conversations. We're just talking about it. We're not really doing much. So, you know, it's just be frugal of the way you give out energy and time. Make sure that you're not overextending too much, that you're not going all at once, come one, come all. And then you also have the devil here. So make sure you're choosing. Make sure you're choosing for you. Don't take an easy way out. This is a learning experience. Anything that, any negative that might come from this, let's not jump to things. Let's, let's, let's allow ourselves, you know what? Give yourself permission to make mistakes with this. To me, that's what this, this devil energy is. Allow permission for mistakes because there's another person involved. When there's another person involved, that's one less person that you can control. You can only control you anyway. So Allow yourselves to make mistakes. Know when you're being dishonest. Know when you're being inauthentic. 
whatever that word is for you. For us, it's cheating. You know, that, oh, you cheated on me. Oh, but we have an open sexual relationship. So how is it cheating? Because you lied. You had to lie about it. You had to go around a corner. You had to be sneaky somehow. So that's where it would be bad, you know? But devil energy, allow yourself to make mistakes and make sure that you're choosing. Deal with the stress. Be honest about it. Communicate well. Um, I mean, Dustin and I opened our relationship up a few like uh, there's been times where we have before and we meant to, we were going to talked about it with the person. And then we were like, you know what? I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't know. And it had nothing to do with our relationship at all. It had to do with like our own personal, my body dysmorphia, my confidence. It had to do with those things. Like I, we haven't, I haven't dated in like 10 years. Like, I don't know what the fuck is out there. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I flirt? Like, do I even have a game anymore? Like, are people even into this? You know? So communicate. We we ended up calling it off. We ended up not following through with it because we we both were just not in a headspace where we felt good about it. So we just talked about it. His was he was worried about being jealous. He was worried about being jealous of me engaging with someone else sexually. And I was worried about me. I was worried about being perceived. I was worried about my appearance. I was worried about my performance. I was worried about all these things. So if Dustin and I, having been married for five years now, together for 10 years, if we are able to communicate in a way that we can ebb and flow, change our minds, make mistakes, then it's fine. It's all above board. We are learning together. Keep it simple. This is another conversation I had with the client yesterday. They don't know how to keep it simple. They're like, yeah, I, I'm really into this person. I just met somebody. I'm really into them, but I don't want to like give too much too fast. And I was like, you just got to keep it simple. And she's like, how do I do that? Great question. Well, keep everything above board. Keep everything, keep all the cards where everyone can see them. Keep everything above water, you know, be very honest, be very forward, be very direct about what you want, what you don't want, and just communicate. Take everything slow and steady one day at a time. Try to assume nothing. You know, my husband doesn't know how I feel. I have to tell him. I don't know what he wants. He has to tell me, right? So as long as you're communicating, don't throw all the eggs into one basket on this journey of you guys opening yourselves up to others. And just the loudest thing I have for you today is just make sure you allow yourselves and each other to make mistakes. Don't let a third party define what you have now in your relationship, because the reason that you're able to invite the third party is because you have a strong relationship. So do with that what you will. All right. Next. Um, let's see. Paris. Hi, Adam. I'm just writing to hopefully be a part of your podcast finale. You are. Um, I started study on an arts college this year which is amazing but had to pull out halfway through the year due to an ongoing health issue flaring up and knocking me down that sucks um thankfully the lectures have given me six months leave to get well and get back to studies next year my question is where is my current path leading me and what inner work do i need to be ready for it yes let's see where are we going well 
Hi, Tower. How you doing? So we're leaning towards Tower moments. Something long overdue needs to be dealt with. Self-care needs to be a priority with the King of Cups, or Queen of Cups, rather. Queen of Cups. And the Three of Swords as well. Disappointments. Mind your disappointments. Mind your expectations. Your disappointments directly come from your expectations. So be mindful of them. Um, your current path, is, this is... The beginning of a tower moment. This has been an, this is an aggressive shift that needed to happen. So it's important that you begin to take care of yourself differently and prioritize it more. And uh, suss out your disappointments, babe. Three of Swords energy. You're only hurting your own feelings. Yeah. All right. Let's see how much time we got. We got about ten minutes or so. All right. Um, hello, lovely. I hope you're well. I was hoping I could get a podcast reading. I have a situation I'm dealing with, and I would like some insight into whether I should keep going with what my heart wants or just move on. That is a great question. Let's see, Gem. Seven of Wands energy, Gem. First and foremost, stand up for yourself. Fight for what you want. Communicate it. Starts at home. Remember who you are. So what I have, I mean, basically it's, it's, don't make any hasty moves. Stay still, communicate, work on it first. And if working on it isn't worth it, move on. I have been reading tarot cards on and off since I was 13 or 14. I'd like to say about a decade of experience. Cute. I recently started trying, started doing this professionally, and I spot a local juicery once a month. I had a spot at a local juicery, juicery. Oh my God, words. I had a spot at a local juicery once a month for a while. I stopped after my fourth one in a row of not doing any readings. I did it again today for a pumpkin fest event, and no one got a reading from me. I need some advice to drum up more business. I even have business cards. Please help. Well, Em, oh, how can I, how can I put this? Um, there was another girl doing readings at Spooky Empire and she walked the, she walked the show floor and she found my, she found my space and she was like, what are you two here? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Madam Adam. I'm online and I'm a, I'm a pro tarot reader and this is my, my crystal shop and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, Really? I'm a psychic here as well. Well, best of luck to you. And I'm like, was that like a challenge? Was that like a competition? Like, what the fuck? So I never went over there. If I don't want to, you know, shit on someone else's gig or someone else's, you know, reading or whatever. But every time I walked by her space, there was no one in it. Um, I think I watched her give like one or two reads and it's not a comparison, but I will say that I did notice some things that made it not quite welcoming. You know, I used to have a big tent set up and it made this ambiance and made this vibe and everything. Um, but you couldn't see me very well and it looked kind of closed off. So I tried to make the space much more open. I tried to make it, um, so you could see me, you know, so if you want to drum up business, tarot is a luxury. Tarot reading is a luxury. It's nothing anyone needs. It is not something that you need to live. It is not something that you need to function. It is a purely a luxury item. So getting people to buy a reading, 
has to come with a need or a want or a right place, right time kind of thing. So my advice for you is to get people to just give you a shot, right? We have to, we have to get people to you. So how do you do that? You have to show them what you do, right? So I use social media to show people what I do and to give you a taste of it for free, right? All of my general readings are free on social media. You scroll across me. I'm not, hey, if you want a reading book on my website, I offer you a free general, right? Like right then and there. So if I were you, Ellen, Emily, sorry, if I were you, Em, I would, um, I would offer the first card free. I would offer a one card read for free. You and I both know that one can give a message, but not very much detail. So it's a great way for you to show people that you know what you're talking about and that you have a connection and a gift. And then if they would like to know more, then they can purchase a full reading from you. So that's my, that's my initial uh, thought for you is that if no one is buying, are you offering? Are you communicating? Are you just sitting there and hoping people go tarot readings? Huh? Yeah, I want one. Like, no, sometimes you got to go get them. Sometimes you have to stand there and go tarot reads. Anybody want a reading? I'm doing tarot readings. If you would like, you know what I'm saying? You got to be conversational as well. So my, my advice to you is to show people what you have the confidence in what you do to be able to offer it a taste of it for free, a sample of it for free so that people can see it and know it. And there's validity in it. I have a zillion followers and I have no hurt for money. Um, my business is fairly successful, I would say, but I still offer, um, free samples, you know? So if you meet me in public and you're a fan and I have cards on me, I might give you a free read. If you're at a convention, I set up shop. I'm trying to make money. So it's not free, but the first one is cheaper than the others, you know? So to establish yourself out there a bit more, I would offer free samples in a way and try to come up with your own methodology of doing that. Okay? Um... Let's see. I've got Latosha. Latosha? Latosha? Uh, good afternoon. I hope this email finds you in a good spirit. I'm sending this with off chance to be able to consider it for a reading during the podcast. I've been in a weird place with everything that's going on around me. My energy feels off and I want to feel settled. Absolutely. Let's see. Yeah, the moon, babe. They're, we're in a mysterious space, you know? We're in a mysterious space for sure. We need to be moving on from some old emotional things. And, um, yeah, in order for you to have, to feel more settled, we need logic. You got to use your brain. You know, we got to use your brain. So logic needs to ensue. We need to pull out of the emotion, move on from the pity party, move on from the emotional stuff and start thinking about what you can actively control about things. Okay. Uh, what did you say, Trey? Eye-catching signage would help too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For the tarot reader that's trying to uh, help their business, yes. 
signage. I, I bought a sign that says, Madam, Madam, Tough Love Tarot. My husband designed it for me and bought it. And it goes to, with me to all my conventions and stuff. So good signage that says what you're doing. And also shuffle cards. Stand there and shuffle cards and pull a couple and bring people over and often offer them free reads so that you can, so people see you there. Um, if I don't have anyone at my table and I'm waiting, um, I might pull a rando and just give them a read, you know? So that's my thought. Anyway, um, we got a few more minutes. Let's see. Just recently found you and want to tell you how much I absolutely adore your post videos, all of it. Your energy, your style, your sass. I'm generally quite picky on who I follow as there are so many now, but I completely appreciate you. Today is also my birthday, so I figured why not take the chance and write for a possible reading. Either way, I still love you and watch because it's not about what we get, but what we give. And people like you make it easier to keep the high vibe of giving, even on the not so high days. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Miss Annie. That's very kind of you. And happy birthday, by the way. Let's see what I've got for you today. The lovers, my friend, you're at a precipice, a fourth in the road. It is time to make a choice. Ace of Wands energy. It's time to choose passion and teamwork in your life. So it sounds to me like it's time for you to do that thing that you've been waiting on doing. It's time for you to let people in, to let people help you so that you can actualize a passion that you've been thinking about for a minute. So it's time to choose for you, honey. Happy birthday. That's a great one. Um, also, yeah, take the leap of faith. The fool's energy. Time to leap into you. Very good. So, yeah, I don't think I have much time for any other emails, but just thank you guys so much for listening. Um, like I said, stay tuned. And the, for the rest of this year on my content and on my Instagram story is probably where you're going to see the most updates of things that are happening. Um I'm looking forward to the rest of the year and just kind of having some fun with you guys and going live and doing more tarot, the cauldron of queries, private sessions opening up more, subscriber salons, etc. So it's going to be good. Um, keep horror in your heart, as I say. But um, thank you guys for listening and for sharing this with me. This podcast has been wonderful. I look forward to uh, more stuff next year. Speaking of podcasts, I don't know if you guys know who Lauren the Mortician is. Uh, she's big on TikTok, and she and I are internet friends. And uh, I'm going to be on her podcast uh, coming up soon. So look for that in the future as well. But um, if you're on YouTube, stick around for the after party for a little bit. But if you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. As always, Modern Magical Meddling with Madam Adam is a joy to record and to perform for you all. Check out my content for more. Uh, stuff to look forward to and um i'll see you guys around all right be kind be kind to yourself treat yourself well buy yourself something pretty i'm sure you deserve it thank you guys so so much for all of your love and support this year i wish you the very very best and happy and healthy holiday seasons to you and your families and um fuck it up my friends see you later see you next season <laughs>